Welcome to the Unrestricted Podcast. My name is Emily. And my name is Han, and our mission is to spend 15 minutes each week discussing your eating disorder recovery-related questions. Thank you so much for being here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Unrestricted Podcast. Today, Han and myself will be answering the question, how to not let ED ruin another Christmas. And the reason I really want us to dive into this at this point, which is currently, as we sat recording, shortly before the start of Advent, so shortly before the start of December, is because now is the time where you can make this happen. Right here, right now, is the moment in which you can take action to set yourself up to have an eating disorder more free Christmas. Now is the time where you have to uninvite your eating disorder to this festive season. And I think that classic thing that eating disorders do, the carrot on the end of a stick, tomorrow, 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 oh, when this happens, oh, at that Christmas party, oh, on Christmas Eve, oh, Christmas Day. And the truth is, following that path can mean that very quickly the next month just disappears through your fingers. And then it becomes another Christmas that was ruined by eating disorder. And so anyone who is listening to this, I really encourage you to ground yourself in this moment and think, right, how am I going to uninvite my eating disorder from this Christmas? And that is something that has to start here and now. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. And I think the word urgency is one which isn't used enough in recovery. I think eating disorders are a a medical emergency and not just in the context of physically, but until someone is fully neurally rewired, it really is something that is a compromise to that person's life. And it's one of these things that we can often forget about when the external pressure is not so induced upon us. And so we have to really try and maintain this idea of urgency and, and the kind of in the now that you mention um, ourselves, which I feel is, is one which becomes easier and um, almost better feeling as you nutritionally rehabilitate yourself, because you can get more clarity over your whys and there is less uh, trepidation of the path ahead when you are truly grabbing it by the scruff of the neck anyway. But I think establishing this sense of urgency and really not holding back, not kind of doing this delay work where there is always something on the horizon where you will truly plunge in or so the eating disorder promises is so, so essential. So it's this idea of if you cut back now or if you just maintain now with this promise with this kind of eating disorder whisper that that means when it does come to Christmas you'll really be able to enjoy yourself you really have to reflect on how exactly that's that's turned out in the past in those occasions when maybe there's been a certain holiday or maybe there's been after a certain appointment or maybe it's been after a I don't know, uh, a certain stressful period, you just want to get through that. And then you'll quote, unquote, let go and, and dive into recovery. Just look at your past experience with where that's got you so far. And really focus on the urgency of this moment. That is something that I, I use from my own experience. But so much of my coaching work, I see this real 
promise from the eating disorder failed time and time and time again to to actually manifest into action and it's always that the time to be doing the action right now and getting that practice underway yeah absolutely I love that point you made there about urgency and particularly in in reference to the necessity to treat recovery as an urgent matter regardless of where along that process you may be you know you could be if we put recovery on a metaphorical little map you could be miles and miles and miles from your recovery destination your recovered place or you could be a hundred meters from it both places require urgent attention and action to continue closing that gap and that is so so important and it's really important to take the reins on your responsibility to enact that truth regardless of whether your support network or your medical um, persons may support that it's irrelevant actually if you know that you are not free it is absolutely imperative that you are urgently and purposefully attacking eating disorder and this question about how to not let eating disorder ruin another Christmas a point that I really want to make with this is remember that you are not a puppet on a string You are not just a passenger on this plane who's kind of going along and where the eating disorder takes you. That's how this ends up. This is not some kind of pre-written thing and you're just going to lucky dip. Let's see what happens. You are the architect of your world. You are the director. You are the main character and you are the architect. Like you get to decide what this Christmas is going to look and be and feel like for you. And the truth is, if you are right in the thick of things right now and you are really carving forward, no, we're not saying that it's going to be free eating disorder wise this Christmas. Yes, there's very likely to still be an element of storm present, that there's still going to be eating disorder noise in the background. But you get to be the one as the pilot of this plane to decide the trajectory of this Christmas. You do not have to just sit as passenger to the eating disorder. You can choose to boot it out of that pilot seat and take your place. And that, again, we come back to this thing. It's so important that you take note of this today. It's really, really like something that's so crucial in recovery is practice. Doing things, there needs to be consistency, there needs to be repetition. And when it comes to maybe the elements of Christmas that your eating disorder disapproves of, as opposed to that eating disorder suggestion of waiting and pushing it back into the distance to then be able to enjoy it, you have got to attack firmly in the opposite direction. And that means gathering up all of the various different elements of Christmas that your eating disorder disapproves of and doing them right here and right now in a very purposeful and proactive way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the reason why the practice element is is so important and so integral to be getting in early is really because of how often we are showing up with the right forms of communication and therefore what our brain is consistently seeing. So during my recovery approaching the Christmas period, and this was kind of my my final really good um, kind of hurrah in recovery where I ended up fully recovering. I remember taking on Christmas with this approach of there is not going to be an occasion on Christmas Day, which is my first exposure to that thing. So that meant through the through the weeks of even November, I think it was, but, but December too, 
there was an incorporation of all of the foods and many, many of the food situations which I might find myself in around the Christmas period. And not just Christmas Day, but certain traditions that we have based on um, kind of German traditions, but also things that are just kind of family quirks. I wanted to be able to have a few practices at them at very least under my belt before and the reason for that um, introduction as soon as possible is of course to show your brain the right thing but also on the flip side of that the consistent delay with a conscious awareness that they are coming up is also doing this work of exaggerating the fear because every single time we have an awareness of something and then don't follow through with it we are almost verifying that fear so let's say I'm I'm daydreaming about pigs in blankets or daydreaming about I don't know Christmas pudding or something um, and I think about doing it and I sidestep that every single time I'm doing so I'm saying that well that's a fear worth having because otherwise I would have gone ahead and done it so it's really thinking about yes the exposure to those things early is about practice and the confirmation of the right way but it also serves that wonderful purpose of not even even more ingraining things the wrong way yeah yeah completely and utterly and I think Something I think is coming up quite a lot in terms of the conversations that I'm having with clients at the moment is the difference between defending your territory and attacking. Now, both of these things are better, are better than engaging and acting in alignment with the eating disorder. However, there is a very real necessity for attacking in recovery. And this question of how to not let eating sort of ruin another Christmas, this is actually a chance for you to really see the space between now and this Christmas as an opportunity to really, really attack things. And I suppose this comes back to the, the practice element. You know, defending your territory may look like waiting until that one family event that you know is going to happen and going in and, and, and doing recovery on that day that that may really look like that or it could be having the advent calendar chocolate every single day you know that could be how it looks attacking might be actually going right I'm not just going to do those things I'm also going to look for more opportunities I'm going to go and buy myself several advent calendars because actually I really like the look of that but I also really like the look of those other two and I'm going to do that I'm going to really attack this fear not just defend and in terms of there, where we're talking about that practice, it's really, really important that the attack runs through all of this, that you go into these next few weeks with a mindset of how intensively can you seek out the tendrils of your eating disorder? How intensively and proactively can you spot where restriction may be showing up? Oh sorry that was my that was my cat <laughs> and that's how and how intensively can you go in the opposite direction of it as I say it's about uninviting your eating disorder and that is done through your actions <laughs> that made me laugh Emily I admire <laughs> you having your pets in the room with you I I could never with with my hound <laughs> well I don't know how many people who listen to this have cats but I feel like if I was to shut the door she would make even more of a hullabaloo so it's actually preferable to just have the door open <laughs> oh gosh no that's funny no um 
coming back to it, I think exactly as you say, the, the seeking out is the most important element here and being very proactive. Yeah. I absolutely love um, what you said there about uh, defense versus attack. I think there is space for um, kind of establishing a base, but then it has to be very much expanded upon. Yes. And I feel as though some uh, like practical things that you can do here is like list writing and really establishing what is it that I need to be intentional about what is it that I need to put real traction behind and and get going with but then not just stopping at the curation of lists and that was a real downfall for me kind of identification then without the follow-through so bring in the awareness of course have the insight which I think so many people who are in recovery do have and then force that follow through. And that is one of the most essential elements, like this action that we always, always speak about, translating what we know and what we kind of should be doing into um, tangible actions throughout the day, not just once or twice a week, not just thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring in, I don't know, one, uh, one, I don't know, festive item on a Saturday morning and kind of scheduling it in neatly in a way that the eating disorder can justify. We need to be making some level of game plan with um, not too much clarity behind it to to the point that it becomes um, disordered. But one that the eating disorder cannot look at and kind of go, yeah, I'm happy with that. Honestly, if you are making a plan, which the eating disorder is not uh, having a a huge backlash against, there is probably uh, too much softness involved uh, within, within it. I think the eating disorder should be absolutely unable to justify following through with whatever you have um, considered or come up with. So I think the seeking out is one that I really, really want to echo, but also, padding that out with um, whether it can be accountability externally or whether it is self-accountability, whatever you need to ensure that follow-through is arranged for and then actually, of course, performed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what I think I'd like to wrap up with today is the importance of bringing this back into the now, which I know has been a word I think we've probably said about 30 times in the last (laughs) 15 minutes, but it's really important that you hold space for the power of now and that actually channel like check in with your core self what is that what is that dream christmas like think about it you know actually just check in on your core self and think what would the dream christmas involve like what would i do if i was suddenly just completely eating disorder free if i had no eating disorder what would this christmas look like and just channel that But as Han has so rightfully said just then, awareness is of very little practical use if you don't do something about it. I like to use the analogy of walking into the bathroom and realising that the taps have been running on the bath and it's nearly going to overflow. You know, noticing that, having awareness of that is super important. If you didn't have that awareness, you wouldn't be able to do something about it. But awareness alone doesn't change anything. You could walk into that bathroom and go, oh, look, the bath is going to overflow. If you turn around and you walk out or you sit down and you just look at it, nothing is going to happen. You have to turn off the taps. You have to pull the plug. You have to take action based on that awareness. And so channel and connect your with your core self. Think about what this Christmas would be if you were eating disorder free. Channel all of that. 
bring it back into the now and go and start doing those things right here, right now, today. Go and buy the advent calendars. Go and make the plans to go to the Christmas markets, to go and go to the places and try all of the different things on the festive menus, not to wait till X time in the future when you're going to do it on this one occasion. No, go right here, right now, today and start making that happen. You are the pilot on this plane and you get to choose what the trajectory is. Oh my goodness, this cat is going mad. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> you get to choose what the trajectory is of this Christmas starting right now. Yeah, for sure. So my my closing words would, of course, just absolutely echo that. Do do the food shop, do the cupboard stacking, get the advent calendars in. Don't be playing this game where it's uh, just insight and no follow through, because what you, of course, have always deserved is to just have a peaceful Christmas. But the only way that's going to be possible, and this maybe sounds a little bit obvious, but if you are thoroughly in recovery, Christmas will never be a relaxing period or one which is um, completely uh, absent of an eating disorder if you are not taking recovery action now. And it is so, so essential to always ground yourself literally in this moment that you are listening to this podcast and think to yourself, there is probably something I could be doing right now which is more pro-recovery or which is um, in, in the next few moments going to take me one step towards a moment which is easier to um, to please the recovery side rather than the the eating disorder side. So um, as always, this is a um, podcast which could be relevant to many other situations beyond just the the Christmas festive period, whether it's a a birthday or whether it's kind of a another um, occasion through your year. Um, please do je just check in that there is no delay happening. There is no holding back happening to create what the eating sort of promises as space. It is right now that action can be taken for the enjoyment later on. Yeah, completely. So on that note, have used this awareness, take the points that we've made today and then go and get doing this is not just a listening space this is very much a practical doing space so on that note thank you so much for listening and myself and, and tika as well as han will uh, wish you a very good week and look forward to speaking to you next week thanks very much for listening bye bye bye